In a land far, far away, not really, two brave souls unite. Unite to embark on a mission to review the greatest films, or at least somewhat watchable. Join in on the journey with the professionally unprofessional film critics, The Film Bros. This product is rated B for badass. Hey kids, as you know, I am one of the producers on your movie, Good Boys, and unfortunately I'm here with bad news. You guys cannot watch the trailer for your own movie. What? Are you Come serious? On. Are you kidding? It's just too messed up for kids your age. There's drugs, there's violence, there's swearing, and although we've decided it's okay for you to do these things in the movie, you can't watch yourselves do them in the trailer. That's well, fucked up. Oh, it is fucked up. Yeah. You can say that, but yeah. you can't watch yourself say that. That's fucked up. Welcome to Hollywood. I found all these weapons in my parents' closet. I think your parents let me wear this for Halloween. The knobby? It's Japanese for nunchucks, motherfucker. Oh, fuck! Are you okay? You smell like shit. I'm having a party tomorrow. You in? Yeah. Can Thor and Lucas come? They're my best friends. We do everything together. You're so random. Two weeks into sixth grade, I'm already a social piranha. Sippy cup. Sippy cup. Does this look like a sippy cup? No, it's a fucking juice box. Because I'm not a fucking child. You do not want to go to Soren's party not knowing how to kiss. We could spy on my neighbor. She's a total nymphomaniac. Hey, Stranger Things, go fuck yourself! Bitches, no. <laughs> Do it, bro. <laughs> What's going on, people? It is your unruly ass film brothers in the building. This week, we're back with another uh, review, a full review. And I'm your host, CEO Hayes. How rude of me not to introduce myself. But even before we get to me, we got my brother in the building, the prodigal one, JB himself. What's going on, JB? Yes, sir. CEO Hayes. What's going on, film family? Film bros back at it again with another banger. <laughs> this one is I'm excited to talk about this one because it's, it was it was a really just fun movie. I don't know when's the last time like how you felt about it. We haven't even really talked about our individual feelings on it at all. We kind of just agreed to do this one. Uh, Shouts out uh, just so we can do some housekeeping so people know we were supposed to do the Irishman on this episode. However, life happens. Holidays are coming up. Family in the building. We actually did not both get a chance to watch that movie yet so that will be the next full review you get don't worry about it i mean even if maybe if we can fix a uh, fit a uh, recording in we may give it to you guys early i don't know but you're going to get the irishman review but this week jb you want to tell the people what we're reviewing we are doing good boys and i'm <laughs> I, if i'm not mistaken this might be the first comedy i think we're doing yeah you know? yeah i think yeah. so i think so well Dolomite. Are we counting Dolomite as a comedy? Yeah, you could count as a bi biopic slash comedy. comedy. All right. See, other than Dolomite, but this is the first straight comedy that we're doing because there's nothing serious in this fucking movie at all. Mm. Um, do you want to give the, the, the people the premise or what do you want to do? No, do you think? Do all you right. think? All right. So this movie basically centers around a group of, it's just, a, it's a, it's a, not really a coming of age story because they're very much still adolescents, but this, this movie centers around these boys are playing with this drone. It's one of the boys' uh, father's drone that he specifically told him not to play with. And then they get into an accident. It's first it's taken by uh, some high school girls that they were snooping on. And then it gets damaged. And basically this whole movie is their trip to go try to replace 
this uh this drone first is trying to get it back from the girls and then it turns into this whole other thing it's really a mix between it's like a mix between ferris bueller's day off and super bad is the way that i describe it okay that's so i didn't i can see ferris bueller uh-huh. super bad out absolutely the other two movies that came to mind uh was american pie to a less uh, obviously to a okay. lesser extent okay because you, you know you you got me and then yeah. the other movie also because of the part of the plot is sandlot Huh, okay. You know, they're trying to get the baseball yeah, versus they're yeah. trying to get the drone. Just yeah. a little bits and pieces, but overall, 100% super bad. Yeah, it, it's, it's, and it's Seth Rogen. He's the writer on this one, right? So, Correct. I mean, that makes sense that it that it has those tones of super bad. It's kind of like that super bad sequel we never got, or maybe a prequel to super bad, however you want to look at it. Um, so, and this, it's funny because the last movie that we reviewed was Dr. Sleep. At least the last episode that we released was Dr. Sleep. And yes. so, uh, this one has that character in it, and, and much more lighter. So, <laughs> what is it? Jack Tremblay is is kind of the main character in this one. Luckily, he's not getting tortured to death this time. Um, <laughs> I know. Would you have ever guessed Jacob Tremblay is the first person we ever do a a back to back episode on? It's crazy. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the next one's gonna be The Rock because like he has so many movies coming out. I'm sure at some point we're gonna do back to back. But uh, yeah, so there's sixth graders in this movie. So we have. Two white kids and a black kid. Uh, and so what the black kids... So the main character uh, who's who's portrayed by Jack Tremblay, whose name is Max. He's the main character with the father who had the drone. Then we have Keith L. Williams, who plays Lucas, who is the black kid whose parents are going through divorce. And then we have uh, Brady Noon, who plays Thor. His name is actually Thor. <laughs> and uh, he's this kid who is really kind of... He wants to be cool. He wants to be seen as the cool kid. Um, so that's that's our main characters in this movie. Uh, so like starting off in this movie, JB, I guess we should just start with the beginning. As soon as the it it opens and like the dad's talking to the kid, and didn't he think like he was jacking off? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it what it was, and that that also reminded me again of American Pie at the beginning of the original American Pie. He was jacking off, and yeah, I mean, um, I, I kind of love this scene because it's kind of an adult scene, but at the same time, like. He tries to keep the door locked, but if you look at the way he rigged the door, it's impossible for the door to be locked. The door comes out from the inside, so there's no way the door locked. And then it's so funny, his dad comes in, and that's there's that awkward feeling where his dad's like, yeah, way to go, and, and yeah. do your thing. And it's like a toy you just want to play with all the time. <laughs> now, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this off rip. I'm probably doing this a lot this episode. Did this moment ever happen to CEO Hayes? Never, never. So when I used to, when I was a kid and I was jacking off, I used to get like real. I used to literally wait until like midnight when everybody in the house was asleep just to avoid stuff like this. And here's why. Real real story. So my friend Bryce, he uh he told us like one day his parents, like his I think it was his older sister walked in on him jacking off and was like, mom, mom, mom. And then everybody came in there and like had to talk with him about why he shouldn't do it. So like I was traumatized. So yeah, I used to wait till everybody was asleep, close the door. I used to look, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm giving too much information. I used to sit, I used to, I used to sit, <laughs> I used to sit, you know how you had the, uh, the little, uh, alarms on your computer. Yes. I would, set the, I would set the alarm on my compact computer to go off when it, to wake me up so I can get my jack off time. Jack off time. Jack off time. Jack off time. But yeah. All right, bro. So, um, what about you? Did this ever happen to you? I'd rather not go over that. <laughs> no, come on now. Come on now. Now, now um, I used to because I had my own room, so I used to I used to just you know again it was always at night, 
everyone's at bed. I pull, I would always pull in my door, lock the door, and uh, yeah, I do my thing thinking about Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. Oh, that's a good one. Topanga. <laughs> what about Topanga? No, 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 not too much Topanga. What? You weren't a Topanga she, person? We should move on. Uh, what's that? You weren't, okay, yeah, let's move on. Let's get sidetracked here. That's, another, that's, this is, that's another, another whole nother podcast. <laughs> so uh, very early, like, in this movie, what, what were you thinking going on? So, like, the moment that they flew the drone, I mean, we had some lead-up stuff to that before that, like them going to the skate park, uh, the girl who he had a crush on, we had the her friend who's like, oh, well, you should probably try to hold her hand. Like, it just... It was very school. Like they they captured like what happens in, in in middle school very well. It always happened to me, bro. When again, when I was a kid, I would never ever tell a girl I like you. I would always ask her friend, does she like me? <laughs> oh well, well, do you like her? Well, I like her if she likes me. Exactly. You know that 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 was the thing back in elementary school. Yeah. Which one of these kids do you did you identify more with? It's funny because I had the same exact question for you, and, and I, <laughs> I thought about it for myself, and honestly. I think I have a mix of all three, and I don't know if that's a, that's yeah. a, that's not a good answer, but in the way that that um, as a matter of fact, not really. I, I I don't take I don't have any of Lucas's. Qualities. I was about to say I don't have I don't have yeah, any don't Lucas because I didn't give yeah. a damn. <laughs> yeah, and he was the nicest kid, and yeah. the, you know he was the most well-rounded kid. But I didn't have any of Lucas's qualities. I was more of a mix between Max and Thor, where Thor just his mouth, his his his. You know, filthy mouth. Yeah. That was me 100%. Every other word was a curse word. And, um, yeah, I was, I was a, you know, between those two. What about you? Yeah, I was a mix between the other two. Like, I had no loop. Like, I wasn't a warrior wart like Lucas. I didn't, like, I, I wasn't trying to be the voice of reason. I was the motherfucker who was like, oh, oh, we're going to jump off this bridge. Let's fucking do it then. Like, that was <laughs> that was me. Um, But, yeah, man, it, it, like you said, I, I think, like, they balance the kids out well. You know, you, you get these stereotypes when you're getting kids or a group of kids in a movie. Everyone kind of has to fit in their role. Um, Thor, though. Thor Thor was the funniest to me, especially early on in this movie, because he just he, – he was trying so fucking hard. It was fucking hilarious. Then uh, – I don't know. Go ahead. What were you about to say? So, well, I enjoyed Thor, don't get me wrong, but my favorite character in this entire movie, hands down, was Lucas. I mean – let me tell you, that little kid is freaking talented, bro. His delivery, oh, yeah. Yeah. and he's going to get more. They're all going to get more work after this. I mean, Jacob Tremble, we don't have to speak to. I mean, we've already seen him in a bunch of stuff already, and he has other things in the works. And and uh, the Thor character, we're going to see him. But I was thoroughly impressed with Lucas's character. I mean, his delivery was so on point. And, um, again, on all three of these guys, so many, millions of examples of, of funny things throughout the movie. What did you think, and now that we're on the topic of characters, what do you think about the supporting characters? The the two teenage girls, um, the other the other kid. I have to say, of all the supporting characters, my favorite. Uh, his name was Soren, the little Chinese, yeah, the, the, yeah. the coolest kid in the school. He, I enjoyed that kid absolutely. And, and you know, what about you? Soren was definitely funny, um, but I think for me. Uh... It wasn't the teenage girls because they were just corny as shit to me. Bland, yeah. They were they were bland. Like, and that's one of the things. Like, I get it. They're side characters. Uh, we do get a lot of them in this movie, but you know, they they were kind of they were there for the for the role that they fit in. So, I mean, that was it. Uh, I don't know. Um, the sex doll. Listen, bro. <laughs> When we, when we, I don't know if you want to get into it, but that scene where he was, when they were trying to give the sex doll mouth to mouth or, 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 oh. or practicing kissing the sex doll. And it's like, 
Oh, I have a pube in my mouth. Well, they didn't know it was a pube. There's hair yeah, like, Oh, it's sticky and hairy. Oh, my God. I was dying <laughs> on that part. Like, I was sitting... Like, it's one of those things that it makes you cringe, but it's also hilarious. It... Yeah, fucking hilarious, man. I literally had the ew face as I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> and then the creep guy who shows up to try to buy the doll. Yes. Believe it or not, that guy... Um, Forgive me, I forgot the guy's name. It's something merchant. But he's the cre- he was one of the creators of The Office. Really? Yeah. Like the, the also, original Office mistaken, or the, the American, UK ver- the UK version of Office? Yeah, him and Ricky Gervais created The Office. Oh, wow. Well, they, yeah, that, that was... That was just funny because, like, he shows up to buy the card, and then they're trying to play coy. Lucas doesn't want to sell him the card because of the memories that it has. And then he sees the doll, and they sell the doll for it. And as he's running off, he's like, I would have paid three times as much for yeah. this. He's like, I would have paid $1,000 for it. Oh, man, that's hilarious. And then what happens to the doll when we see her again on the highway? Uh, but we're Goes through the front. <laughs> What's, what was, like... So early on in this movie, did you think that it was going to go the way that it did? So here's the thing. I didn't really see the trailers. I know the trailers. I, I saw the trailer once, uh-huh. but I didn't remember the trailer when I saw this movie because I saw it really early when it you know first came out. Okay. And the thing is, I didn't really expect how it would go, but never would I have expected to have be so raunchy as it was. I thought it would be like some kids and like a little nice little comedy. I saw the rated R, so I figured like maybe we'll get some cursing here and there, yeah. but nowhere to the effect we got. Honestly, when I saw it was rated R, the the thing that I thought and I and you know when we start off the movie, and you see the teenage girls. I'm like, oh, we're probably gonna get some boob in this movie. Yeah, I didn't think we we're gonna have these kids fucking cursing up a storm the whole the whole goddamn <laughs> time. Um, and just to kind of, I know we're 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 bouncing all over the place. We're just having a conversation about the movie, but I do want to point out this fact. And this is something you usually point out. If I'm stepping on your toes, let me know. But this this movie was made on a budget of twenty million dollars and made a hundred and ten. We have to get a sequel, right? Like it has to happen. So I was thinking about that. First of all, absolutely. You just said it. Um, and by the way, you're not stepping on my toes. We're the film bros for a reason. So we got each other's back. So already, you know, it was five times the amount. And I was, I already been thinking of, of the sequel. I'd love to see them maybe starting high school or, or maybe a reunion. Um, that's some ways, but absolutely. If we don't see a good boys too, that's a travesty. Yeah. I mean, and then not only like the, um, the box office it also has like a 79% on rotten tomatoes right yeah i was yeah, well i was looking at rotten tomatoes and um actually i looked it up today and um yeah it's like 79 80% on on rotten tomatoes but like you said which is very wise you kind of pay more attention to the audience score yeah. and the audience score as of today was 86% See. which is freaking high for rotten tomatoes yeah yeah, so I mean, with responses like that, like it's it's a critical success, it's a box office success. Like we have to, and you made a great point. I honestly would not mind seeing like because it's going to take a few years to make a sequel and do it as they're starting high school and then fresh like them being freshmen in high school. That would be great. Um, but let's well, can get, I ask you. A, yeah, go ahead. My bad. I want to ask you a question. Based on everything you know of this movie, are you surprised that there was no, like, lashback? Because you know how freaking this world is nowadays. Everything is so PC, and I'm surprised it didn't, like, people didn't, like, go into the movie hard. Like, oh, you got kids cursing and and drugs and this and that. And I'm shocked that they didn't get any lashback. Yeah, um, I mean, the only really thing that I think that happened is that uh, there was, like, photos that leaked out of someone in blackface before this movie came out. Um, but the, but they were black though, right? The person who? who was in blackface is actually black, right? Because it was Kevin that L. I'm Williams. Not, I'm not 100 percent positive. I, I, yeah, it was something to do with. I believe it. You're right. It was Kevin. 
Um, it was Lucas's character, yeah. but Rogan, when Seth Rogan found out, he, you know, he, Seth Rogan actually, uh, by the way, just to apologize, I think earlier we said he was like the writer. He wasn't He's the writer. Producer. He was a producer. Yeah. yeah. One of the millions of producers, but, uh, he, he said when he found out that that was there, he immediately cut it and he, he told TMZ, he apologized. He'll make sure that never happens again. So okay. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, as far as like, I think one thing honestly is that while this world is getting very sensitive with shit. I think we are all we're all also admitting that when we're not around, our kids are some foul mouth pieces of shit sometimes. Like just being hundred percent honest. So like while yeah, this does depict kids cursing and and, and being very like sex driven, we all know it we've all been kids. Like we're not that generation like our parents before us where it's like we shied away from talking about stuff like this. We fucking know what they're doing. CEO, how many kids do you have? have four children okay so if you would you be able to categorize your kids i don't know your kids that well uh -huh. but if i had to guess the ones that i know and remember i would have to say xavier is like lucas i don't know if i'm off on that because he seems like the good one that's close like, he's the good one um, yes and i would say alan is probably like max because he seems like the one based on what you say he seems like the one that will always try to go after the girl <laughs> Um, am I, I'm not sure of, and you know, your, your other job, I'm not really sure of what do you, what do you say? No, Alan is definitely Thor. Like Alan, it's like Thor. just, just a, a peek behind the curtain. People don't judge my kids. Like Alan's the type of person where he's playing the video game and he'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Alan's definitely foul mouth. Unfortunately, where he's working on it, he's reformed people. Don't fucking judge <laughs> my parenting. Um, but yeah, uh, so that, that's, that's him. Me and his mom get on him all the time about that shit um but no so yeah xavier he's 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 lucas but not as as anal retentive as lucas is um well behaved yeah he's well behaved alana's probably the same way her and zay are like the same person and amaya really is she's unique she's like me like she's just i don't know i can't really categorize my as like a a stereotype so yeah my kids are all over the place gotcha <laughs> oh man but yeah if you have a kid you're definitely having a sore yeah my wife was like saying like, every time they would show like i would tell my wife like lucas that would be like my wife's child basically okay but like thor would be my child basically <laughs> and soren are like my child basically. okay that makes sense that makes sense which one is q we got to talk about since we're talking about like Q is one billion percent <laughs> Thor. Like <laughs> he, he, this man was cursing out the womb. That's so I mean, funny. Yeah, this That's man so he funny. cursed like no tomorrow. That's so funny because when we were, when me and you were talking yesterday, all I heard him was in the background, and I was just like, I gotta ask him. When we're talking about this movie. We gotta bring Q on one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely bring him on. He'll probably come on like on uh, you know next year. Uh, probably you know we were discussing this is a little bit of a behind the scenes type of thing we were discussing you know doing retros and stuff so he'll probably come on for one of those yeah there you go all right let's get back let's just hop back into the movie so uh this, there's this whole theme of the girls that we talked about uh they got the drone uh because the boys are using it to snoop on them they really just want their ecstasy back what did you think about adding in a storyline with ecstasy with these kids like we get the whole scene of them being in the drug house like in every like the, the frat house i guess is what it is but they're selling drugs out of it. what did you think about that whole part of the storyline it's it's funny and a, a lot of things about this movie i love because these kids feel like they're adults and they know the entire world and the way everything works 
But in actuality, they really don't know shit. They're really naive to a lot of stuff because they're, you know, the 12 year old kids, they're sixth graders. Yeah. And the mo- when it comes to the Molly, it's so funny. Like, you know, when, when I think Max was going to throw the Molly away in the forest, and Lucas is like, you can't do that. It's a sex drug. The, 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 the <laughs> find it and fuck the shit out of a squirrel. <laughs> Dude, bro, I, was, I forgot all about that, bro. That I was is hilarious, shit, bro. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the whole thing with the drugs, and then like when they just try to didn't they like turn it into a police officer? Rant? I don't even remember anymore. Like, yeah, they gave it to the police officer inside the um the convenience store. Yeah, and that police officer just did. He was just he was off. He was trying Where not to be bothered. Police officers in life, like that, just gives no fucks. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't care. He was like, "Look, I'm off work. I'm trying not to be bothered. Just put the shit back." He, when it, he thought they were stealing, like, and then when Lucas is like, "We have drugs," he was just like, "Oh fuck!" Now I have to get involved. Even Thor, he's like, "What's that in your pants?" He's like, "My penis," and he's like, "Stick it out." And then he took out the beer bottle. He's like, "Also, I have a big dick." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was funny. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. What's what's some of your favorite moments in in this movie? Like, I know we talked about a bunch now. Mine is getting across the highway. That, oh yeah, I was dying. That shit was hilarious. It was it was absolutely just everything. I mean, it's so hard for me to. I thought about it. Like, hey, what would be my funniest scene in the movie or my favorite line in the movie? And honestly, I can't come up with one because everything was so freaking funny and hilarious. Like, and there's in comedy, there's a thin line between funny. And like cheesy or stupid funny, yeah. I don't think this crossed that line. I think it was legit funny. And with comedy, I, and I may be wrong in saying this, but with comedy, I feel like comedy is some of the hardest movies to make. With like horror, you got some jump scares and you got a decent plot. You can have bad actors and actresses, yeah. but you have some jump scares and a decent plot, you're fine. With comedy, if you have some bad actors that can't deliver those punchlines and deliver those lines, the movie is just shit. And you know these kids delivered and. On multiple occasions and multiple scenes, they delivered the comedy. Yeah, and I think, too, like, it's one of the comedies hard to get, but also really good kid actors are hard to get, too. Mm-hmm. And so, like, these kids had comedic timing. They had delivery. Uh, like, Lucas's facial expressions were fucking hilarious. Um, Thor, I think, is the weakest actor out of these three, if I had to pick one. if and, You know, I'm nitpicking kids, so... Take that with a grain of salt. But I think Thor was probably the weakest if we're just talking about pure acting. But they, 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 I, I enjoyed seeing them in this movie. I also think, like, uh, to piggyback off, off your thing, like, comedy is good, but I also think there's something special when you get kids in a movie because there's something that we all see and identify. And it's like having that. We talked, me and you talked before about, uh, and I don't even think it was recording, I think we were just talking. But nostalgia is such a good, like, if you can make someone feel nostalgia, you already have a hook in. And with us seeing kids, especially like coming of age stories, stories like this when they're in school and just going through maturity things, it automatically kicks in a form of nostalgia with us because we've all been there. We've all had those awkward kid moments. We've all done shit that was embarrassing. And because of that, you we identify with that. And that's one of the things I love about movies. And, you know, we really, I was thinking about this and getting ready for this review, really don't get many movies like this anymore with kids in a day in the life of, of, of kids, like doing something like put situational comedy. We now so more, more so get a kid paired with an adult in some type of situation. We never just get kids being kids anymore. And so I, I that's one of the reasons I appreciated this as much as I did. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen something like that with just solely the kids or the f- focal point, not a kid and a parent, a kid and a family member, whatever. It's all kids. And also another thing that I found pretty cool was these actors were actually, you know, 
11 and 12 years old. They weren't like a lot of times in these kind of movies, we see like a 16 or 17 year old playing a 12 or 13 year old, you know, we'll see that, or we'll see a, you know, a 25 year old playing a, playing a 16 year old. They were legitimate. And it was funny because I think in one of the trailers, Seth Rogen is actually telling them, hey, listen. You can't watch you your own movie. Yeah, yeah, you can't watch your movie. And they're like, wait, what? What do you mean? But it's true. They're they're kids. They're not yeah. even 17 years old. It's R-rated movie. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I also believe in uh, and agree with what you said. The Thor character, although I enjoyed him, of the three, I think were the, was the weakest. Yeah. And, I mean, every, everyone has their, their weak link. And even saying he's the weakest, he's still not bad. Like, let's, let's make that – now, like, I'm not saying he's bad at all. He was just the weakest actor out the crew. Um, so we get this this point. Like, I don't know where you want to go next. If like we're bouncing over, so if you get any point that you want, you want to, but uh, the the after like the mall thing when they have their their breakup moment, I felt like it was forced a little bit. What do you think? Because yeah, like, so I feel like, like I feel like every every one of these movies where we get where like it's a group of people going through something, we always have to have the moment where. They they break up and they go, go their separate ways or whatnot. Like it happened in in uh, it, which we talked about with the kids. Like that's I think that's the last movie where we got kids, just a, all of a group of kids. But you know, it happened in it. it, it I feel like it, it was it's always kind of forced. But this one, it just I mean, yeah, Thor was was annoying and Max was you know he was disappointed that he got caught by his pops. But it just it just didn't feel like that's something considering everything that they've been through that would just put the kibosh on their friendship. So I'm going to talk about the idea of the whole breakup in a second, but I do think at this very moment of when they show this, I didn't like the point that they did it. I don't know. Like you said, it maybe was forced or too quick. And that's kind of crazy to say, because the movie was like already like 75% done at the time. But I felt like it, like you said, it was too forced. The breakup had to happen because it's something that happens all the time. But yeah, I, I agree. It came a little bit too soon or, uh, maybe it could have been set up a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to the breakup, I'm going to be honest. I got the feels during that point because I remember some of my best friends were in elementary school and shout out to any of them listening because a lot of them are on my Facebook. <laughs> I, I think I have more, more of my elementary school friends that I keep in contact with via Facebook than high school friends. That makes That's sense. Legit that makes sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And I always remember like some of my best friends in elementary school, we were like, Yo, we're gonna like be with each other and friends for like yeah. we're gonna like our kids are gonna play with each other and some of those people I don't even know if they're alive right now and some of those people thank God I still keep in contact with but so I remember that but everyone grows up they they go their own places they move they go to different schools they have you know they have girlfriends and everyone goes apart so I like the fact that they incorporated that into this movie I just felt like it was a little bit abrupt. Yeah, and I mean that is one of the things that like it's that's part of coming of age is that realize that these people that you have friendships now with aren't always going to be there. Like it just naturally happens whether somebody moves or you guys get separated by going to a different school eventually like and they did play off that part. So it did hit you in the feels there, but like storyline-wise it did feel forced. Um they did all come and even the way that they came back together. It's like all right, if it was going to if that's all it was going to take, you got it sh- they shouldn't have split up in the first place in my opinion like so max max lucas shows up at max house he lies to each one of them and says that they're not going to get the other one like and then they show up they show up at the party and they're cool like come on man yeah that was that was kind of another weird thing too like i would have much rathered um but i guess you needed to have that scene i think it would have made more sense where 
they all got back together to go see Max. I mean, um, see Thor's um, his musical. Yeah, that would have been good. But I guess you needed to have that scene because that scene that's that scene was a catalyst of them actually the final breakup, basically yeah, of them saying like, oh. We, they, and they realize not only are they breaking up, but it's okay to break yeah. up because they all have their own their own lanes. Now you mentioned another thing as well, nostalgia, and I am a huge fan of nostalgia in like everything. I just love nostalgia, and uh, we got a lot of nostalgia here. And like there was a, there was a Netflix show. I don't know if you saw it. It got canceled after one season. I don't know why, but it was a show called Everything Sucks. I don't know if you ever seen it. No, I haven't seen it. It was. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it was a throwback to like eighties, like when we were a kid. So all the fashion, all the music, all the slang, it was like kids in eighty. They were like in, I want to say middle school or high school from the eighties. Mm-hmm. And it, it was so nostalgic. And I don't know why the show got canceled, but the point I'm trying to make is where it comes to nostalgia, there's always, if done right, there's always money behind nostalgia. Yeah. Always, always. And I think that's, that's the thing that, that you, that, Everybody tries to get in one way or another. That's why we're seeing so many reboots and remakes now is because they're trying to get that nostalgic, nostalgic feeling. We'll talk about that. That's a whole conversation for a different day. Um, What do you think when we finally get towards the end of this movie, we get to the party, the party that has all been leading up to how everything happened here. Like Thor finally drinks the beer. Max finally kisses the girl. Like everything happens. I don't know what Lucas's victory is. I don't remember uh, but what 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 did you think about like the finally getting to that party? So I don't think actually Lucas even had a victory here. Yeah, I think it was more Max and Thor. But yeah, I mean, again, this reminds me of something from my my time. And there was a girl. She's on my Facebook. So I won't mention her name, but everyone will know who it is. She threw a party in sixth grade, and I think it was my first like house party I went to. It was the first time I slow danced with a girl, and. I just remember, and they did, yes, they did play, you know, they did play Spin the Bottle. I mean, it was, that was the thing back then. But <laughs> the way they set up this whole, this whole, that scene is stuff that people, again, will remember. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that, that, that Thor had kind of like a revelation, like, hey, I don't need to be somebody else. I could just be me. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, obviously Max finally gets this girl and we are, we know where that ends up eventually, but yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed the scene. And like you said, um, Lucas didn't really have a win here. Although his role, his parts in this scene were still funny as hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lucas, I, I need to see him in more stuff. I had never, at least to my knowledge, I've never seen him in anything else. Um, so I, I love to see him in, in more stuff. So after this party, like we get kind of like a fast. I don't know how much time was supposed to have passed or whatnot. And we see Max broke up with the girl he's been chasing after this whole movie. Got with her friend. She broke up with him. Got with somebody else. like the scenes of him crying over these breakups. Crack me the fuck up, bro. His two exes get together. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's something that will only happen now in the 2000s movie. Because back when we were growing up, they wouldn't have shown anything Mm-mm. like that. But it is very real. That does happen. So Yeah. So he was crying. And then, of course, um, we saw the montage of Thor's uh, musical. And I think the funniest part of that that musical that they had was when he opened up the... the um, uh, the pixie sticks and, and was snorting it as if it was cocaine. Do you, I don't know if you remember that yeah, or I not. Do. I remember it. Yeah. So, uh, that, yeah, that whole shit was funny. I mean, I mean, I can't say enough good things about this, this, this movie and just everything that was done in the delivery. Was just, I just, so it, I enjoyed 95% of it. And I don't know if you're ready to like go into the end of this movie. That was my only issue with this movie. I didn't, I didn't like the ending for a couple of reasons. Number okay. one, 
I felt that, first of all, the last scene of the movie, usually in comedy movies, you kind of get like an exclamation point to finish Mm -hmm. the movie. This didn't feel like an exclamation point only because they showed the entire freaking scene in the trailer. And I only seen the trailer once and I remember the the sex swing scene. So the fact that they showed that uh, and that was the exclamation point, I felt like if it wasn't in the trailer, perfect. But they showed it in the trailer, so you were already kind of expecting and waiting for that scene. So I wish they would have went with a different ending. Um, and uh, outside of that, the ending was the only thing I had a problem with. Outside of that, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I mean, it 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 kind of just ended like I, that is one thing that you start you start feeling as we're getting towards the end of the, when they didn't end at the party, like him kissing the girl. Like that's where a lot of these movies would have ended. It's him finally getting the kiss, them all walking away from the party, and it would have like faded to black as they went their separate ways to go to their different yes. house. That's how most most of, most of these movies would have ended. When it didn't end there, it's like, all right, y'all are kind of just spinning the wheels. Like I get it, you want to do something different, and I think they wanted to nail home the fact that it's okay for you to separate from your friends and still kind of be friends uh, and not spend every day together. But it's like, we got, we got that over the course of the movie. You're over delivering on that premise now at this point with trying to like drill, have, have uh, two separate breakups and two separate uh, coming back to get like it, it. We didn't need it twice. That's basically what happens. They broke up before the party. They came back together. They broke up after the party or kind of left it on, you know, it's going to happen. And then they came back at this party at the end and then they had the moment on the swing. And it's just like, we we got that. Do you think it would have been better off if they did it as a mid mid credit or a post credit scene? Yes, that would have been perfect. Like how we got Ferris Bueller. Uh, you know, I'm throwing it back. Ferris Bueller. After the credits, we got him in the shower. Like, oh, I'm getting out of the shower. Like, you still here? Go home. Yeah. Like, you know, do you think it would have been better situated then? Yeah, I think like seeing, for example, like this the sex swing scene, while hilarious. If you would have just like flash forwards like different moments of things that they did that we didn't necessarily see in the movie, like during the credits would have been fun fun to see like i don't think we need it like this whole scene of like uh max showing up with in the leather jacket and the girl in the show like that was just overkill that whole cut out that whole scene to me yeah i i agree with you i agree with you 100 percent. but i guess they probably did it for like the um what's the word at least the part before the sex you know the, the sex swing or i don't remember if it was before or after but where they're outside in the backyard and they're saying like their final goodbyes mm-hmm. i think they did it for that feel-good moment mm-hmm. but you have that feel good a moment already in the with the sex swing. Exactly. So it's you know I think they, it was, at that point it was overkill, and um, yeah I mean the overall duration of this movie I want to say was like an hour and a half if not mistaken. So the movie in comedies you don't want this is not like a you know a freaking thriller where it's you know, having two two and a half three hours. Mm-hmm. I think an hour and a half is a good time. So they didn't uh, maybe they were trying to extend it a couple more minutes, but I think it, it was fine. But yeah, like you said, it was kind of kind of off place. I think the ending yeah, there. Yeah. I think a better way to end this movie, if they just wanted like to cut to a random scene, is to show the frat house recovering. Like these kids just came in here and beat our ass. That's we didn't really talk much about this scene. We kind of talked about it. So the, the kids did they like in in finding ecstasy for the for the older girls. They send because one of the girls' ex boyfriend is the one who's dealing Molly. It's not ecstasy. I keep saying ecstasy. I'm right, old. it's Molly. Molly. Um, and so they don't want, of course, he's not going to give it to her because that's her, that's his ex. She broke up with him in this movie. So they send the kids in there to buy Molly from this, this college kid. And like, they, that, that's, that is Lucas's moment. Cause th- isn't he the one who starts hitting people in the nuts? Yeah. Oh yeah. He did. He did. Yeah. He, um, well, it was, a, he hit people, someone in the nuts. I think Max was shooting a bean ball gun. But as you're talking about this now, I think I can actually say, my my favorite line from this movie, my favorite scene, it's probably when they're in here when um 
I don't remember the name of the freaking guy that's selling the drugs, the ex-boyfriend or whatever. I forgot what his name was, but he was like, um, oh, you could tell Hannah to suck a dick or whatever, and you guys could suck a dick, and, you know, you tell Hannah to suck a dick, and then Lucas goes, you can't say that to a girl. You have to ask for consent. <laughs> Bro, I was rolling. I mean, Lucas is just, I mean, they were all funny, but yeah. you, you can't say it to her. You have to ask for consent. Even when even when Jacob Tremblay's character was going to kiss the, uh, the the blow-up doll, Lucas was like, whoa, 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 stop. You have to ask for permission. Yeah. You have to ask her, is it okay? And then he's it like, was, do I have your permission? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's funny Oh, shit. man, yeah, this movie is just, honestly, and I know it's probably, probably not going as long as some of our reviews, but it's just a really feel-good, just sit back and just enjoy the show movie. Um, I think one thing that I do want to talk to you about, like a kind of away from this movie, just on the theme, what do you think it will take to get more movies like this? Because, like, you know, I was talking about this. Like, we had It, which was a horror movie, so it's nothing like this. Uh, we also have Stranger Things, which is another group of kids. Nothing like this. Still a horror-based show. And I get why we use kids in horror, because it makes more sense. It's more frightening to the characters. So, thus, we get me and you a horror fan. So, we started, like, this podcast originally off as a horror podcast. So, that that, that makes sense. That, But, like... Why don't we get more movies like this in the summer? Like, summer has turned into blockbuster. It's like blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. But I feel like when we were growing up, we used to get more more movies like this. Why don't it's, we anymore? It's very simple. Society is a piece of shit. That's why. <laughs> I, I mean, it's the truth. People are scared to do these type of movies because they're, they're worried about the backlash. Mm-hmm. And Seth Rogen and, and these writers and these these directors gave no fucks. They're like, you know what, we're going to do this. But the one brilliant thing that they did, and I think why didn't they get backlash? They warned people straight off the bat. They this did. is not a show for, yeah. this is not a movie for kids. They, they did it a lot of comedic ways. Like, oh, you have to be this high to watch the movie. They ra- It was rated R, Red Band Trail. Even the freaking trailer was Red Banded, where you got to be a freaking adult to see the trailer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all the way down the line warned people what this is going to be. And... I think if you do that, it'll be okay. The fact that kids are cursing, I don't think anyone gives a shit about kids cursing. Mm. Now, the kids didn't use any drugs. Yes, there was drugs centered around it, but they never used any drugs. They were on the opposite side, like, hey, don't do drugs. Mm. So no one can bitch about that. Yes, they were trying to kill, kiss a girl. Uh, you know, Max was trying to kiss a girl. What, what adolescent kid has not tried to kiss a girl? Exactly. Nothing they did, the kids themselves did, was too far out. Like, now, if you had the kids smoking drugs or having sex... Or stuff like that. Now you're getting into a danger zone. But it was all implied shit. And I think as long as you keep it down that path, people are not going to have an issue. And like you said it at the top of the show, kids know they got, I mean, adults know their kids are some badass kids. All kids are that way at some (laughs) point. So they understand, like, yeah, this is something that can actually happen. Yeah. And I think, like, uh, honestly, and it, it, it was going down here before then, but I think what made a lot of people afraid to do movies like this was Sausage Party at honestly while it didn't have kids in it like they very well they marketed that movie as if it was like a pixar movie and people because people don't pay attention and people showed up with their kids to that movie and they got pissed the hell off that they had to walk out when this random cartoon sausage just talking about sliding in buns in the first 15 minutes of the movie Mm. so i think like that is what like made it made some studios afraid to make movies similar to this hopefully this opens the door for more stuff like this like we know hollywood is all about copying Hollywood catches the wave that they that the young people call it. If something's successful, they're gonna go off it. Just like we saw it, we saw the 
how many Stephen King remakes are now in in production or have been made since then. And I hope that we get more just feel good story. I you can even take the cursing out of it. This was just a, a fun movie to see, and I and I hope we get more stuff like this. Yeah, and you make a really good point. Even if you take the cursing out of it, it's still a great story. Yeah. It's still a great story about some kids trying to save the dad's drone and just the, the, you know a day in the life for these kids. So. Without the curse, just is an added effect for for extra comedy. Sure, it's cheap comedy, but I mean it added a whole heap because the fact of the matter is, these kids are twelve years old. They're kids and they're cursing, so um, you know it added to it. But yeah, I mean that. I mean that's pretty much all I got. I don't know if you want to go into the ratings. Or you got anything else? No, I got nothing else on this movie. You should definitely see it. Uh, if we're gonna talk about ratings, I honestly, if we're doing out of ten. And for anyone who is your first time listening, our rating system can change. Sometimes we can say you got to see it. Sometimes you say skip it. Sometimes we'll get out of the tent. Like it, we're, we're just having a conversation. So we'll, we'll, it, it may flip around. So there's no hard rating system. Um, but if I'm do if I am rating, rating this one out of 10, honestly, I think it's an 8.5, almost a nine. If it wasn't for the ending being stretched out some there, it'd easily be a nine for me. So I'm, I'm kind of along the same lines as you. I actually gave it an eight. It would be an 8.5, but I would actually give it a, a whole minus half a rating, half point because of that ending. Um, so, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8 out of 10. It's still, Even though with, the, with that ending, it's still a great movie. Um, if we're going to throw in another rating, it's one you definitely got to watch. Um, I would definitely not pass on this. Um, obviously, don't have your kids be watching this unless, you know, they're... I would say... I don't say this is rated R. I would say, you know, like, if you're, like, a 16-year-old... If I had a 16-year-old, honestly, 17-year-old, I wouldn't mind if they watch this. I'm just oh, being yeah. honest. There's no. No, there no tits in the movie. There was no... You know, there was yeah. no actual drug use. I mean, you see people actually smoking drugs or taking pills. There, there's they talk about drugs, but you don't see anyone actually taking drugs. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch this with with Xavier, no problem. Yeah, like, and how old? Thirteen year old. He's thirteen. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that may, that's really bad about it is the cursing. Not no other part of the content is even bad. And thirteen year old kids probably curse more than this movie. So, you <laughs> know, when they're not around their parents. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's that's basically the ratings for me. All right, that's it. Well, that has been another one uh what we what we have coming up so as you guys know a uh, week after this we'll be having our news episode where we talk about topics going on in the world of movies music and no i'm sorry movies and and tv wrong show um, bro yeah and wrong show i have too many damn shows um and so after that though do we want to tell them what the what the the mini show is going to be or do we want to surprise them with it no i say tell them tell them i say tell them what we got in the in the, in the works man. all right so we got the news coming up film, <laughs> after that we will actually be doing a mini sode on home alone we wanted to like we were trying we're going into like the beginning of 2020 we're going to be doing some retro reviews as mini sodes this isn't part of that but we wanted to what better way to start off christmas season with one of the best christmas movies of all time and that's that's home alone absolutely and as you said uh december for in terms of full episodes we're gonna do we, we said we're gonna do the irishman we obviously we we owe the the, the listeners irishman and we got a lot of other things. We'll, we'll probably throw a poll in there for another mini so to see what everyone wants to to listen to. And yeah, and um, just kind of close remarks. I really want to thank everybody for the support. I'm sure CEO is going to get into that, but thank everybody for the support. And you know, the the film frequency Facebook group continues to be lit. And um, CEO, this is your thing, so you take it away. Yeah. So I want to do. I do want to say the film frequency Facebook group. You guys should definitely join it if you just love talking about movies, or if you know someone who is, suggest that to them, even if they don't listen to the podcast because what that has become I, I and I text you I feel like I say it like once a week now like I'm really happy what this Facebook group's become 
me because it's really turning into a place where people just they'll brand new post topics about films. There's no hate. There hasn't been a single argument in the group mm-hmm. since it, since it came out. It's just people talking about things that we that connect us all. Everyone has a favorite movie just about. So it's it's a place to do that and talk about films. Um, and also coming up, we'll actually be ending our last mini sold of the year. Uh, it's going to be us discussing our top ten movies of the decade, which. Putting this list together is stressful. So man. hard. Yeah, it's so hard. So as you guys know that, like, get get your list ready. We'd love to see your list, too. What are your top 10 films of the decade? Uh, if you want to do just top 10 action, top 10 horror, whatever you want to do, what's your top 10 uh, uh, movies of the decade? Because uh, since we're ending this decade, it's a great way to, like, end it and just bring it all home and talk about uh, some of our favorite movies from the decade. So that's it. Uh, we do have a not a surprise but we do have um a giveaway that we're doing this is jb this is your idea so i will let you present this one so what we're gonna do is we're gonna um we'll probably have more information on this in the upcoming week but we're gonna obviously what we do here is review movies so our giveaway is basically gonna be two tickets to a movie theater uh, of your choice, obviously, by your local area. We're going to give away two movie tickets. Um, unfortunately, this will only be uh, eligible for U.S. residents only. So <laughs> people listening in Sweden and Norway and all that, we appreciate your support. But just for uh, U.S. residents. So, yeah, we're going to have more information on that. It's going to be, uh, you know, just a couple of simple things you have to do. And you'll be eligible to win two movie tickets of your choice. And you guys get a film frequency T-shirt. You got you got some merch, and, and we haven't really spoken too much about merch, but we do have some merch on the way coming soon, so we'll be filling you uh, in about that in the upcoming weeks as well. Absolutely, but that's it. This has been another episode of The Film Frequency. Like JB said, we really are thankful of all the support. Thank you to the Hameen Media Group, um, who who like allows us on their platform, who's helped us grow there as well, has some other things in the works, and maybe some partnerships that we'll announce at some point, but overall like all the feedback has been overwhelming and we really do appreciate it because this is honestly uh me and jb just show up and we just have fun talking about movies so that's what it's and, about and that's the thing i mean if you have not told your friends your family members whoever about this podcast this is not one of those podcasts where we're just running down every scene and running down everything it's literally two bros sitting down shooting the shit about these movies and if you, this is the type of stuff you want to hear go ahead and share it you know, let us know what you think about it. That's what we try to do here. We don't want, we don't want to make it stuffy. It is organized to a way, but we have no notes. We just literally hit record and start talking. And that's what, that's what it's about. And there you have it. And that's it. This has been another episode of the film frequency. JB, give them your social media. I can be reached on Twitter at the P one JB. That's at T H E P one JB. And uh, of course I'm on Facebook, Javid Bashrula. You can find me on the um, film frequency um, discussion group. I'm not going to spell that. I'm tired of spelling that. I've been spelling <laughs> it for 35 plus years of my life. So I'm not going to spell it. You'll find me there though on the film frequency group. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H A I Z to the motherfucking E. You can follow us collectively on Twitter at the film bros. And you can follow us. Oh, he already gave the Facebook. That's the film frequency discussion group. So that's it. This has been another week and we are out. Peace. Beanbag boys for life. (laughs) 
Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was just a little nigga, I looked up to my bigger bro, begged if I could kick it. So when he went out with girls, I could go tagging along, nagging. If she had a sis, maybe could mac a baby hood rat. Y'all remember way back then when it was 1985, all the way live. I think I was about 10. One of those happy little niggas singing the blues that be always trying to bag with the shag and karate shit saying yo mama black his mama this his mama that then he get mad and want to scrap we stay mad about 10 minutes then it's like back on the bike to play hide and go get it with the younger house by the bungalows then switch to playing ding dong ditch when that gets old and too cold to hack it threw on a bomber jacket you could tell the ballers cause they fell wearing gazelles if they really had money raised we sport me case and all the girls had they Turkish link If it broke then they made earrings to it Like they meant to do it But sometimes I still sit and reminisce Then think about the years I was raised Back in the days Back in the days when I was young I'm not a kid anymore But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again Back in the days when I was young I'm not a kid anymore But some days